The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mesrowski. Bills squish the fish. To the right. Cook the lone setback. Play action pass. As time throws to the left sideline, complete to Diggs, but there's a flag trying to spin away from the tacklers, and he does! 35-30, 25-20, headed to the end zone! Touchdown, Stefan Diggs! 48-20, to the final as Buffalo moves back on top of the AFC East. A great performance from Josh Allen. 21 of 25, 320 yards, four touchdowns through the air, add another 17 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Dorsey had a, a heck of a game plan, and our guys went out there and did it. Stephon Diggs, you know, taking a, a stop route, essentially, and making two guys miss and taking it 50. Like, that's that's huge for us. You know, we haven't had a whole bunch of that in, in the first couple weeks. But getting some rat going, um, getting some, you know, Dalton and Gabe going, you know, I, th- I still think we have more. You know, we, we're going to have to learn from a lot from this tape and find ways to get better. But we left a lot out there. You know, we're, we'll focus on correcting those things. Oh, incredible win over the team that's been the talk of the league. Maybe not so much anymore. Celebration, though, muted by another injury to Tredavious White, reportedly an Achilles injury suffered in the second half. Yeah, um, they're obviously still evaluating. Yeah, I mean, he's been through a lot, and sometimes you wonder, right, why things like that happen twice, you know, you know, to, to someone. I'm not saying what it is, what it is. I'm just saying, like, you know, you just, you just wonder why. Because you watch him, how hard he's worked to get back, and yeah. You know, I just I know he's a man of faith and I know how strong he is and, you know, he, he will he will rebound. Well, we're hoping uh, for the best news possible there, but kind of taking a little bit out of what was otherwise an incredible afternoon for the Bills, who now travel to London to take on the Jaguars, who are already there. They won yesterday morning in London. Bills will take on the Jags. 9.30 a.m. So, I mean, yeah, that's, a, weird. that's a weird one to get used to. But what an incredible day, beautiful weather, uh, loud crowd, and everything you could want out of a big-time Bills game on Sunday. And Sunday night football had millions tuning in, not just to see the Chiefs take on the Jets at MetLife Stadium, but also to catch a glimpse of Taylor Swift. While it seemed inevitable she would show up, it wasn't until Swift was seen going through security at MetLife Stadium that Swift mania kicked into high gear. Taylor Swift is in the building, (laughs) here to check out the Jets and the Chiefs, but more specifically, obviously, Travis Kelsey. The camera spending almost as much time on Taylor as on the game. Swift seen cheering as the Chiefs scored their first touchdown. And while the trailer romance may be in doubt, the Swifty effect is not. Kelsey has gained more than 1 million followers since the Swift rumors began, and his jersey sales have spiked 400%. That's Andrew Dimbert. The Chiefs? Went on to win. It was a close game, though, twenty-three to twenty. Yeah, they're uh, you know they're winning, but it's not uh, looking super convincing in a lot of their games. Five oh five on WBen. <clears throat> a tense showdown on Capitol Hill over the weekend. Congress very narrowly avoiding a government shutdown for now, passing a forty-five day stopgap measure. Republican House Speaker Kevin McCarthy facing a threat to his leadership for working with Democrats to avoid a shutdown. Jonathan Carl has more. McCarthy was able to pull off uh, keeping the government open essentially by defying many members of his own party. He put a bill out that in the end 90 Republicans voted against that required a two-thirds majority because he put it out without any notice, any warning. Almost all 
of the Democrats in the House, all except for one, voted for it. It passed and it kept the government open for another 45 days. But this is something that McCarthy may pay a price for. All right, Jonathan Carl with the latest. We'll have updates from Washington throughout the morning. As the calendar turned to October, millions of Americans now faced with repaying their student loan debt for the first time in over three and a half years. WBEN's Tom Puckett looks at the potential economic impact. As student loan payments are due once again, bank rates Mark Hamrick says this should not have a big impact on the economy. Most of the estimates that have been done in terms of uh, the needle being moved on, uh, let's say, growth or consumer spending really indicates that it's somewhere uh, right of the decimal point when we're talking about GDP, meaning uh, you know, more of a hundredth of a percent or tenths of a percent impact rather than something that uh, would be uh, truly significant for the broader economy. As far as retailers saying this could reduce spendable income, Hamrick believes there are bigger fish to fry for that. We still have high inflation. We've had another uptick in oil and gasoline prices. We have the highest interest rates that we've seen now uh, in many years. Uh, and we have less uh, disposable income now, more broadly for consumers generally, uh, having gone through this period of high and sustained inflation. Hamrick says it could be a challenge for a clothing maker or a bar or a restaurant, but marginally. Hear why online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. Yeah, big changes for a lot of people coming. Uh, as of yesterday, maybe it's in the middle of the month, maybe it's later, but uh, October is the month, first time in over three and a half years. Well, could it finally be back to normal for businesses and residents in one Buffalo neighborhood? WBEN's Brayton Wilson with more. While crews have yet to put some finishing touches like tree planting, lighting, and other aesthetics, major reconstruction work along Allen Street in Buffalo is officially done with crews moving the final cones and road closure signs late Friday afternoon. Seeing crews putting the finishing touches on the project Friday was something a number of businesses along Allen Street were finally happy to see. Super excited to have the street back open. Um, I know that they put a lot of hard work into it and, you know, kind of revitalizing what we had here, redoing all the infrastructure. So for us, it's super exciting to get the opportunity to see it done and greet guests. That was Jake Strasser, co-owner of Billy Club. The $13.4 million project began back in March of 2019 before the COVID-19 pandemic and started with work at the intersection of Main Street and Allen with the final stretch of the project between Elmwood and Wadsworth originally slated to be finished by mid-October. While many of the businesses didn't know what to expect with the end result when construction came to a close, they are just happy to know it's finally over. Now that it is finished, I think it does look nicer for the community. It does give it a nice facelift. As far as having a new street, a new sidewalk, it took a very, very long time. And I can speak for all businesses around here. We are very, very thankful that it's finally over with and that Allen Street can be open to the community, to the neighbors as it should be. And it's to people that like to walk up and down Allen Street just to visit all the cool shops that Allen Street has to offer. That was Byron Cogdell, owner and operator of Hoagie's stop. So will the disruption of business along Allen be worth the wait in the end? Many business owners like Zena Lappi from Casa Azul feel it's a matter of time will tell. I hope it has a lot of beneficial things happening in the future. I'm glad to see that they're putting money into this area too. Hopefully that means a little more police presence and stuff of that nature coming down the pipeline. So yeah, it's a good start. More from Allentown business owners is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. The Buffalo News is no longer being printed in Buffalo. The presses ran for the final time on Saturday. The paper now being printed in Cleveland and trucked to western New York after a decision by owner Lee Enterprises. The Buffalo Newspaper Guild says more than 100 production workers lost their jobs this weekend. 
On more than a billion dollars, yet again, the Powerball jackpot reaching the stratosphere. No grand prize winner in Saturday night's Powerball lottery, so up the jackpot goes with the top prize in tonight's drawing, $1.04 billion, Powerball's fourth largest ever. These folks buying tickets in New York City and already have the money spent. Vacations, pay all my debts. I would share the money with the poor people, with the people that need I will make it like a, like a big house. To give away like 90% of whatever the lump sum is, and I'll stay with 10%, that should be more than enough. First, you have to beat the odds, one in more than 292 million. Dave Packer, ABC News. Whew. Yes, okay. again, 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 I, I, people are going to get Powerball fatigue. Soon just, a billion dollars isn't going to be enough for people to buy a ticket. Yeah, I think you're right. No longer uh, long lines or anything like the that. The reaction is, oh, again? Yeah, we'll see okay. uh, if the jackpot gets everyone talking. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Um, clouds, a little fog this morning, becoming mostly sunny this afternoon with high temperatures near 80 degrees. We head into tonight's some more patchy fog developing. Overnight lows near 60 on Tuesday, becoming mostly sunny with temperatures in the low 80s, mid 80s on Wednesday. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Joining us on the line, send your kids to college.org. It's Jeff Boron as we're talking about student loan payments restarting. All right, Jeff, the calendar flips to October. And now for the first time in over three and a half years, a lot of people are uh, looking down and seeing a big monthly payment added to their list. Um, it's, it's a big day for a lot of people across western New York. How do you think people are taking this? I'm guessing a lot of people are in very, very different scenarios than where they might have started three and a half years ago. Some might have paid off their loans. Some might have kept paying during the pause. Some never paid a dime during the pause. And now it's like, whoa, right? <laughs> well, now, you know, you're right, Brian. The rubber hits the road. Uh, payments are due. And uh, it, it's tough. You know, the population that has significant student loan debt also likes to spend income, their income on, uh, you know, having fun, doing things, uh, obviously necessities, but they're spenders. It's a spending generation. Uh, and it's going to be a big adjustment for some because, you know, that average payment is for many is going to be around $400 a month. So here's a new $400. Well, I shouldn't say it's new, but it hasn't been there for three and a half years. And suddenly they have to pay it starting in October. Yeah, a spending generation. So what happens for those who are concerned now that they can't afford this payment? Well, the first there's a couple of things. The first thing they should do is uh, look at the SAVE program that's just been implemented. Uh, we've talked about this a couple of times in the past, but it's an income-based repayment plan. And there's a calculator right on the student loan website, studentaid.gov, that they can run their scenario. It's based on their income. Uh, and for many, it's going to be, you know, that lifesaver that they're looking for because it will bring down the monthly payment and the more important thing is if the monthly payment that it calculates does not cover the interest, the interest will not keep rolling and accruing. So it is a good program for students. They should look at that first. I would say the last thing they should do is just forget about paying and think it's going to go away because it's not. Um, if you're going to have difficulty making student loan payments, you want to be in communication with that student loan provider, your servicing agent, who you'll see on the student aid uh, website, 
and just let them know what's going on. A worst case scenario, you're going to forbearance, which means you're not going to pay, but the interest is going to keep mounting. So that loan's going to grow and grow and grow. And those are some of the horror stories that we hear about. On that, uh, we'll start with that idea of repayment being forgiven. I, a lot of people, even before the pause and, and things like that, because there had been so much talk about forgiving student loans or a, a significant chunk of it, a lot of people just weren't making payments, thinking, you know what, this is going to be uh, forgiven the way it's going. Has that idea been pretty much squashed with what we've seen over the last year? Yeah, I, I think that dream is gone. Uh, they know that it's not going to be passed. And uh, so it's a compromise to come up with this safe program. But as far as just wiping away debt, it became very, very controversial. And I don't think uh, we'll see that uh, in the future. If you've been saving during the pandemic and want to pay off the loan or at least pay, pay down a large chunk of it, are there any rules about that? No. I mean, they'd be happy to have you pay off your loan. Um, you know, and it would be for many, it'd be a good financial move. You have to look at what your current interest rates are. Now, when these loans were taken out, many of them were taken out when the interest rates were low. So, you know, they're, they're three, three and a quarter, three and a half percent. So, you know, that's not a high interest loan comparative to what's out there today. So many of them are, are good loans, but, um, we like to feel that we're out of debt. You know, something's over. That chapter of our life of student loans is over. And if you've been saving that money and let's say you've got it in a, an account which is earning more than that, uh, you know, do the calculation. How much am I paying in interest versus how much am I gaining in interest by having the money sit in the financial institution it's at? And uh, do a smart financial decision whether to pay it off or whether to just keep making payments and collecting interest on the account. Uh, a lot's been said of this SAVE program and income-based repayments. It's going to be tempting for everybody to kind of go there. You know, you're going from nothing due a month to uh, something. You want to make that as little as possible. Is that the right move for everybody? Well, I think everybody should take a look at the program and run through the calculation. Uh, if your income as a student is uh, higher than normal, let's say your income is in the six figures, it's not going to make much of a difference to you. But if you're struggling, your income isn't what you had hoped it would be, uh, it will be a good program for you. And I, I think you, know, you should look at it. So I'd highly recommend going through the calculation. Uh, it's going to benefit those that are struggling the most to make their student loan payments. All right. And, you know, already with this just starting up, there are a bunch of scams that are out there offering loan relief. What's a red flag for people? Yeah, if you get a call or an unsolicited email, uh, it is probably a scam. The uh, loan service providers will be in touch with you, typically in writing, uh, but the only one that really has the information about your loan is going to be that student loan service provider that you're signed up with. And that may have changed actually during the pause. So that's why, again, you want to go to studentaid.gov to say, who am I supposed to be communicating with here? Who is handling my loan now? And that's who you should be in communication with. Okay, so uh, a lot of scammers out there too, right? Uh, have you seen some of these emails and phone calls that have been around the oh, last yeah. uh, few months? It's uh, it's incredible. The volume is picking up. Anytime there's a significant change, uh, the scammers tend to capitalize on on people, and you know it's a it's 
it's a game of numbers. You know, they run this scam on millions of people. They're going to get lucky with uh, a small percentage. And apparently that's a profitable situation for them. Jeff, are you at sendyourkidstocollege.org? Are you getting a lot of questions? We've had quite a few uh, regarding student loans, and uh, we've worked through some of the calculations with individuals of going on the SAVE program and take a look to see, you know, how it benefits. Uh, You know, our key thing at Send Your Kids to College is not to get into mountains of debt. Um, Look at this as a a transaction, a financial transaction that's going to make sense for you long term. Uh, and college is an emotional decision, so we're mostly working with students right now that are seniors in high school, and it's emotional about where you're going to college, but it has to make not only academic and social sense, it has to make financial sense as well, and sometimes it's tough to get past that emotion and maybe not go to that dream school because it's not in the cards financially for you and your family. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate it. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.